Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad and we're joined as always by the Pete, but not the Pete you love and deserve. It's the other one. Oh, it's not that bad. Sometimes oh. you got to mix it up a little bit. We do. But here he is, Pete Premier 2. Pete, I've given Pete Dawson the week off uh, because Pete has made me come to his studio. <laughs> He's like, Chris, you've got to see my new studio. And he's dragged me over here, kicking and screaming. And it's quite nice. It's, it's a cool studio. Yeah. So you've you recently moved. I have, yeah. Well, I moved to Tokyo. You moved in Tokyo. And <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's really quite good. Yeah, away from the hustle and bustle of the big city, I found a, a mm. place where I could scream to my heart's content uh, if I afforded <laughs> to soundproof the entire complex. <laughs> so... Uh, for some clarity, Pete, you lived in a relatively small apartment before. Very, Very small. You've, you've got a nicer, bigger apartment now. Hmm. And you've. What's incredible is you you built Premier Two in a very small room, streaming day in day out. There's a reason half the apartment block quickly became empty. That's true. <laughs> Above me, next to me, and below me, they all moved out within eight months of me streaming. Has that happened yet since you moved here? <laughs> I certainly hope not. I will say that we do have. One neighbor next door right behind me right now. Oh, God. And she is the sweetest woman. She'll leave fresh vegetables what? and tonkatsu. No. And she even left a few beers when uh, after we've moved in. And her and uh, I went vegetable picking like two weeks what? ago. So not vegetable picking to a, a farmer's market here in town. So oh, wow. incredibly kind lady. I think she has the full support of my job. Is she a fan of Premier 2? Does she know what this is? <laughs> How old is she? She's in her 50s or 60s, possibly 70s. Oh, it's hard she, to tell. She's potentially in the Premier 2 demographic. Yeah. Only a, a couple young. of years older than you. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. Hey. I knew it was coming. No, she, she's very interested by the job. I don't think she fully comprehends what I do. <laughs> Certainly, I hope she doesn't understand what I say. But... um. It's quite nice. It's quite nice. <laughs> Trying to explain Twitch to an elderly Japanese woman. That must be quite a challenge. <laughs> I told her I'm kind of a radio host. Okay, let's see. When you put it like that. Yeah. But you're better than a radio host. No, I certainly am. You are better. I'm a backup to an absolute radio legend, so. Well, how have you? It's, so, it's a really nice studio, and if you watch Pete on Twitch or watch <laughs> one of the upcoming shows that I'm on Premiere 2, you'll get to see it. But it's really nice. He's kid out. There's lots of like retro games everywhere. Like the man himself, obsessed with characters. There's Mario. There's some 
creepy doll up there. I don't know what that is. Name a third of those things, but. There's Mario. Your your Game Boy that I stole from you is is tucked away behind that fake beer there's, over there. There's Mr. Mime. There's the, what we got together. So, yeah, this background is just a collection of my experiences in Japan that I've had with friends the past three years. And so, ah, it's kind mm. of nice to look at and be like, man, this, this country's given me an awful lot. <laughs> and taken so much and more. And taken my life. But what's impressive is, you, you know, Pete had this studio specially built in your apartment, right? Which I've never done. The Born Japan studio is separate. Mm. Right? And I think it's everyone's dream to have like a studio like this in their apartment. And it was really trippy. Pete was very clever when he gave me the tour a minute ago of his apartment. He like, was like, this is the bedroom. This is where I sleep. This is the bathroom. This is the big TV. And he's very happy that he's got a big TV that's bigger than mine. It's, like, it's bigger. bigger than yours. But where is this studio? And he was like, right behind this door. And he opened the door and it was like going into fucking Narnia when they go through the back of the cupboard. <laughs> and, but, and, and like Narnia, it was freezing cold. It's true. Because he's like, I need to have the aircon on to yeah. minus 10. And it is, you come in and it's like, whoa, where's my jacket? Where's my coat? Because it's like 10 degrees cooler in the studio room than the ambient temperature of his apartment. Yeah, I find that if you, when I stream or if you're in the room for a long period of time, because we have to kind of block out the windows and the natural airflow, it does get kind <laughs> and of... the oxygen. <laughs> all the oxygen. The oxygen. <laughs> it gets really hot with the lights on right. because of this kind of studio setting. So after like three or four hours of gaming or chatting, I need to be... I need to lower the body temp. There's too much heat coming off this body. I'm more worried about having like hypothermia by the end of this evening. Could uh, could happen in the, the hottest month of the year. The hottest month of the year. The first person <laughs> to die of hypothermia in the Premier Two studio. But it's it's good to be here and it's good to see you finally have the studio you deserve after many years of hard work. Well done. Thank you. I really thanks for coming out here. I really appreciate it. I'm glad I could join once again to this podcast. It's always a treat. Absolutely. And Pete's rates are very cheap. If you want him on your podcast, he's he's basically free. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I did give you a camera. You've given me both of yeah. the cameras that power this studio. So if you ever do watch a Pete stream, they're powered by some old cameras that I've given Pete. I'm so. waiting for the uh, Komodo Dragon to go out of fashion, the oh, FX3. The Red Komodo. Whatever they're called. <laughs> as soon as those things become trinkets and collecting dust, I will profit right. once again. You won't be getting my cinema camera, don't you worry. Um, <laughs> all right, anyway, let's dive in. We've got a story this week from Sabrina. He says, hello, Chris and Pete. See, it's so good when you come on, because I can just say Pete, and it still works. Still it's works. It's the real reason we get you on. Poor Sabrina. Hey, Chris and Pete. How you guys doing? I'm Sabrina from Sydney, Australia. I've been an avid listener of the podcast, found the YouTube way back. Um, I'd like to thank you and all, also your guests for always spicing up the week. So there you go, Pete and the guest. <laughs> Both there. Uh, last month, I was finally able to visit Japan again. And I spent two weeks in the Kansai region and Okinawa with my family. We suffered a heart attack level scare while travelling from Wakayama to Osaka via the local train. On the train near Tenoji Station in Osaka, my mum answered her mobile phone and started talking. All of a sudden, a burly Japanese man pounced out of the corner, pulled down his mask, then started screaming and smacking the seat behind, uh, beside her head. Oh my god. He was definitely swearing as everything ended with, Yarrow! I cautiously told him in English, we don't speak Japanese. He spat back in broken English, something along the line of, 
get off, shut up, then pulled up his mask, returned to the corner like nothing had happened, and got off the train a few stops later. Jesus Christ. The whole event happened so quickly, we couldn't process what had just happened. I was genuinely thought, I genuinely thought we were going to be physically assaulted in broad daylight. This happened around midday on a Friday, so I don't believe he was drunk. Well, that's a big <laughs> assumption. <laughs> As a result, for the rest of the trip, we stopped answering any calls and silenced our phones on all public transport. My understanding is speaking on your phone on the train is considered culturally rude, not illegal. How should you best handle train rage situations? Have you or do you know anyone who's experienced anything similar? Also, uh, noted no one else on the train paid attention or spoke up. Very bizarre. Hope you can throw some light on this. Best wishes, Sabrina. Jesus Christ. So, as you know, um, answering your phone on the train is like a big... No, right? I, 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 the one time I've been berated by someone, actually, I answered my phone on the train, mm. which I know you're not allowed to do, but it was a really important call, and it basically picked up the phone, I basically just said, like, oh, I, you know, I can't call, I can't speak right now, I'll call you back, and I did it, I think it was Riotero, and this guy came over and started being like, no, no phone, no train, and I was mm. like, yeah, yeah, what, what kind of must I just, well, I'll hang up now, and it got quite uncomfortable, so... Yeah, this this thing happens. Have you ever had anything like that, Pete? Uh, yeah, not even exactly with phone calls, but just I have a kind of booming voice. Indeed. And, you know, of course on trains there's the mana mode where you're supposed to put it on the good manners mode of your phone, which is basically right, right. silent or no phone calls, no loud text messages or music. Mm. But I've noticed that on the rare occasion where I do a live stream, I try very hard to limit kind of being... Uh, a little too talkative in kind of those situations that have a lot of public access or a lot right, of people right, right. in them. But on occasion, I've been pulled aside and, and said, you know, you are too loud and this and that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a tough thing. But I think if you show a little humility and a lot of a grace, it can go a long way. If you act like you're in the wrong and you give the sumimasen, excuse me, I'm really sorry, that can generally tide things over and yeah, yeah. try to not put yourself in those positions. Because Japan... It's weird. You'll have really drunk salarymen at night making all sorts of noise. Yeah, I mean, the noisiest people I've ever encountered in Japan are Japanese people. Yeah. And they're just drunk and loud, and it does happen. So it's not just like the foreigners of Japan are no, no, no. not allowed. Like, the loudest people I've encountered here are very much always Japanese people who are drunk. I think there's a certain expectation on the time in which things are allowed exactly, to happen. Yeah, yeah. And the midday thing that she wrote was my indication that that's probably where I'd be most careful. Yes. If it's late at night, 9.30, last train, or something like that, you're going to expect some sort of boisterousness. And the but, trains are a lot less busy then as well, well right? Yeah. But man, that's a, that's a pretty steep overreaction, even just for a simple mistake. That guy was in the wrong. I mean, that was a bit of a dick move. Like, it, what, what's, what should have happened is, oh, you know, see said no phone should have come over. To be like actively extremely angry and rude like that was not the right thing to do, mm-hmm. and um, that's inexcusable. I I don't know what this guy's deal was, but clearly, maybe he didn't like foreigners. Maybe he's <laughs> having a bad day. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm sorry you um you had to put up with that, Sabrina. But I, you know, I'd recommend if you know if you haven't seen it, guys, I did make a video: <laughs> twelve things not to do in Japan, and I think point number four or five is don't speak on the train and. Uh, yeah, this this could happen, but I think you just got very unlucky with the bad, the wrong guy at the wrong time. Well, and I think it well, it obviously stuck with her. So now she has some context that when she comes back to Japan, she's asking for advice. I think being adaptable 
in this country goes a long way. You, you're, you're inevitably going to make mistakes because cultural, the cultural stuff is so different. Mm. And as long as you can be aware of it, you'll be set. Agreed. Agreed. Well, on the subject of foreign tourism in Japan, there's an interesting story this week. Um, foreign tourists pick the top 10 inconveniences about traveling in Japan. So this is the tourists that are saying it. Yes. These people that basically, I think it was an online survey. Um, <laughs> and 891 people took part. And okay. we're going to find out what these top 10 inconveniences are. Uh, what do you think number one is? Um, okay, this is going to be really tough. I would say most <sighs> inconvenient thing. The most inconvenient thing about living in Japan or well, traveling while well, traveling here. Traveling is the I don't want to say public transportation. It's got to be one of the most convenient, but I can see a lot of people that are getting abusive people on these <laughs> yeah. public transport. Okay, wait, wait. Um, um, no English menus or uh, finding directions or things in uh, a different language other than Japanese. It's it's both a, a boring one but an important one. Number okay. one is a thirty-one percent of people said this was inconvenient, and it's Wi-Fi environment, aka not enough Wi-Fi. Really? Yeah, I get this. I mean, most all hotels in Japan have Wi-Fi. But it can be a little bit dodgy, and the public they do have public Wi-Fi here, but it is it can be difficult to get hold of it. But wow. I, I don't know actually. I, I feel like this is this is not the best one to have as number one. So I, I I've lived here for about twelve years, and when I travel to other foreign countries, typically I either pick up a SIM card, mm. relatively cheap. Or I have some sort of data plan that I talk to my provider and say I'm going to be gone for this much. Right, I have this much data. Are uh, these tourists? Is this not a thing? Is it? Am I rare? Well, one thing interesting about the survey is um, of the people that took it. There was 106 English speakers, 102 Korean, 103 simplified Chinese speakers, and 580 traditional Chinese. And so I think it's 500 traditional Chinese. That's is that Taiwan or is that mainland China? This is going to be, but yeah. either way, both those countries are very technologically advanced, mm. and they make up the largest proportion of the survey. So maybe it's more that they've come from countries, China, mainland China, or Taiwan, where it's a lot easier to get public Wi-Fi. I don't yeah, know. That might be it. So Possible. Yeah. I don't think this is deserving of point number one, though. I think you can get good Wi-Fi in Japan. Yeah, I mean, when I went to England, go McDonald's. Go McDonald's. Uh, kill two McDonald's. Kill two birds with one stone. Have your burgers and have a internet. You can get a SIM card anywhere in the United Kingdom. I went to, like, Super Drug, and they were like, do you want a SIM card for free with your mouthwash? <laughs> I was like, sure. I mean... That's true. It was everywhere. So maybe you have to change your, your way of thinking to grab those. Just don't mix the SIM card and the mouthwash together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two is not being able to communicate with facility staff. Not be able to see that was what I was alluding to as my number one, like a menu kind of like you want to go to a restaurant, mm. but you can't communicate with like, how do I get this dish or. Well, this was 20 percent mm. uh, of people said this was an issue. Number three, lack of non-Japanese signs, difficulty understanding it. That's 17.5 percent. I, I mean, I don't think Japanese. So I think there's so much English these days. Mm -hmm. I don't think that should be an issue. Number four, difficulties using public transport, 16%. Man, I was pretty good. I was like three of the top four yeah. with one answer. I think number five, for me, this is probably my number one, lack of trash cans. Uh, yeah, you know what? I kind of like it. No. I no, do. You I've changed no, you completely. Don't. I've become a minimalist. No, no, you haven't. You're, fuck you're 
fucking trousers are full of rubbish. That's what it is. Pete's <laughs> pants are like a landfill <laughs> landfill site. That's not even true. You're just making things I up. I like to shake Pete's hand and like a fucking bottle of Coke falls out his pocket. <laughs> I, 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 like, I, this morning I had a meeting in Tokyo and I had a Picari sweat because it's extremely hot. And then I was like, well, I'll just throw this away before the meeting. And I think I spent 20 minutes going in 45 shops. And the only way, you know, you've got to try and find a convenience store where there's a bin. Mm. And so, yeah, it's, it became like this mission to find a bin. And it was so fucking annoying. It's like, wow, in the UK, admittedly, there's later on the streets. Yeah, but there's say. at least bloody bins. People, you know, I, 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 people always say, well, there was the gas attacks in the 90s. Mm. I know. And I know it was bad. And I know it makes sense for a few years to get rid of them. But the people that carried out the attacks are long gone actually killed by them, mm. you know, they would... Uh, and, and I don't think that's a good enough excuse to just not have bins. I don't mm. even think it's really the sarin gas attacks that, that maintain... Well, that was the it. initial point. It was, right? of yeah. course, but I they've added back a lot of the recycling things in, in stations and at, at, at platforms. I think what it really is, is just, it's just kind of a Japanese mindset of like, oh, I'm just going to endure this until I can properly dispose of it. I'm just going to carry my own rubbish. Kind yeah. Of thing. Well, I, you know, at least... Every vending machine does have a bottle bank next to it. We can chuck the bottle afterwards, generally. And, you know, it's even, like, I was looking at the, uh, when you buy packs of gum here, a lot of them come with, like, this special paper inside that allow you to safely dispose of it out of your mouth. Really? And into, like, a paper thing that you wrap around it that you can put in your pocket. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you throw it away later. And, like, yeah. Well, I that's step- probably creating more wastage for the planet. <laughs> oh. If they didn't have that, because of a bin, and they, they would need to wrap every single piece of chewing gum individually, Very like the true. bananas that they wrap individually. That is bad. Uh, bananas, I mean, driven bananas by lack of fucking bins. Number six is difficulty using mobile payment apps. I have that problem because my Apple Store thing is like set to the UK, so I can't download half the apps in Japan. This, is, this is my number one. Oh, really? Yeah, without a doubt. If you tried to do anything, buy a baseball ticket, check out a concert, buy something online, even set up a new account for this thing that you have to have, it is the systems in place must have been revolutionary in 1988 when they built them. <laughs> but they have not been able to update to modern simplicity or UI design. I mean, I tried to book a uh, hotel room, I think on Rack 10 or something the other day. And on Booking.com, it's really easy. Mm. No, but for a lot of hotels in Japan, they only use Japanese um, aggregators, right? Mm. So if you go on Rakuten Travel, you'll find like five times the hotels than you'd find on uh, as you'd find on Booking.com. And oh my god, I just couldn't type my name in the right way. It had to be in like hiragana mm-hmm. using special characters, and there had to be no spaces. There was a really weird format, and it wouldn't let me hit next until I'd filled it in. And I spent so much time trying to crack the code and put it on my details because the the field formatting system right it's ridiculous i don't know what happens but it's very like if you do anything wrong that doesn't fall within the parameters you just can't submit a form in japan mm-hmm. online so this will probably be like yeah my number two after lack of bins but it's 15 percent for everyone here no i totally agree with those 15 percent. i i feel like it's a major inconvenience especially when you're trying to get something done that you're really looking forward to and like mm. That can be very and frustrating. One, the next point ties into that difficulty using credit debit cards. I don't even have a credit card in Japan. Cause... I, I got one recently. Oh, uh, it's a debit, debit card. I don't have a. No one would ever give me credit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that. Um, but I actually, I'm going to push back a little bit 
I found that it's been, they've made some changes recently at a lot of places, and they've been adding some new systems. It's getting a lot easier. Mm. You don't even have to put in your pin a lot of the time anymore. So Yeah, I mean, we've had that in the UK for over a decade, the way you touch your credit card on the machine and you lose all your money, it goes beep. Yeah, it's magic. It's wonderful. It's but only I, kicking off here more recently. And I think it's only to select, uh, like, MasterCard or Visas. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. PayPay or, like, these weird, obscure ones. So maybe the tourists don't have the access, like, from the exact things that these machines take. Yeah. And I'd still say carry cash. Oh, uh, yeah. 100%. All times. Um, next point. Lack of... Number eight. Lack of places to smoke or understanding where to smoke. 14%. I mean, I don't think this is a bad thing. <laughs> Let's get rid of smoking. <laughs> Plus, I mean, like, I feel like I still f- see people smoking everywhere. Everywhere? At azakayas or bars or pubs. Yeah. Even though it's supposed to be technically outlawed, but the rule is if smaller the places owner is it. there. Yeah, smaller, smaller azakayas allow it, right? And I feel like there's more than enough awful smoking rooms. Mm. Even at, like, Burger King, they still have, like, the smoking den. The smoking den. It's uh, or like Tully's Coffee has like the smoking. It parlor. does. It's like this little tiny room with no ventilation. You go in, and it's like nineteen fifties. It's bad. so much smoke and awful <laughs> lung cancer experience. Yep. Uh, number nine, exchanging currency, boring one. And number ten, discount train subway tickets. Discount train subway tickets. They mean like the ones the, the JR passes and things. I'm not or? Sure, what that means. Um. Yeah. Discount, uh, the nature of the abstract discount tickets problems a little hard to suss out, seeing as how Japan has a huge assortment of discounted... Uh, yeah, I don't know what the point is there. Maybe that it's tricky to get them, I don't know. But I do know, obviously, the JR Rail Pass, you might have seen, it's, it's got up in price, or it will do later this year. The coveted JR Rail Pass, where you mm. can travel to Sapporo and back for a nice, tidy fee. It's now just got a lot more expensive to the point it's not worth it. I, you know, I'll, but at the time of this recording, I will say one pound is like 182 yen. Yes. So maybe Japan's <laughs> like, we have to do something. <laughs> yeah. Probably still good value if you're thinking about going, um, taking like the Shinkansen or the bullet train, because then you can get a lot of value out of that JR Pass still. Mm-hmm. If you're not, if you're primarily staying in Tokyo, Yokohama, maybe I would... I would just get a normal Suica or Passmo mm. card. Yeah, I agree. But now's well, a good, good time to visit. visit. Certainly is. I mean, all these com- inconveniences are pretty pretty rubbish. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's nothing here that's a deal breaker as far as I'm concerned. No, not at all. Getting abused on a train in Osaka, that would probably be my number one point there. <laughs> <laughs> Find a weird individual. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment, guys, with your stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. The Fax Machine. Oh dear. Uh, i got one here from Marco, says hello Cocky Chris and Perky Pete. Marco from Italy here. I'm confident enough that you've never talked about this, and if not, I'm sorry, but have any of you ever had an original Japanese shiatsu massage? Can you recommend any place in the Tokyo Kyoto area? I can see either, I can see Pete uh, as, an av- <laughs> as an avid massage enjoyer, <laughs> or a person that can't be touched without giggling. Bye-bye, <laughs> Marco. I mean... I've I've had a massage or two over the years here, but it's What's usually... What's a shiatsu massage? I think that's one where they, like, stretch you out a lot. I don't really know. What is yeah. a shiatsu massage? I know the, the when I used a teacher, we had to we had a, a group building thing where we did, uh, like, this thing where they put hot rocks on your body. Oh. Uh, and that was not really a massage, but it was like a, a getaway retreat. But I, I don't know what the shiatsu is. Well, a shiatsu massage is a form of massage that utilizes the hand, thumb, or other body parts to apply direct pressure on various points um, or hmm. channels in the body performed through loose clothing. Yeah, I've had this. I've had this. I've had this. Okay, so... And it's good. Like a lot of hotels, uh, I'm not talking like five-star hotels, like a normal hotel, you can often get a massage to your room. Oh. And a guy or a girl, a girl, a guy or a girl, <laughs> it's not a triple. Uh, you know, someone will come up and just do it to you on your bed while you're fully clothed. Hmm. They'll massage through your clothes. Interesting. And and I'm really confused because the guy came in and I started taking off my shirt. He was like, no. No. Naked, no. God, no. Naked, no. And, uh, and I just laid down and he gave me a massage. My wife is often going to massages. Mm. And I, it might be shiatsu, I don't know, but there, we have one in do our Do you not give local. any massages? Uh, she prefers that I stay <laughs> 10 feet away at all times, I think, at this point in our relationship. She, she went to this one recently, and uh, it's, there, was a, there was two Norwegian staff there. And they're, they're, she wants me to now go because um, they want to speak English. 
and I just don't have the courage yet. And so it's not really my thing. But now that I want to answer Marco's question, so maybe I'll give it a go and let him know next time. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, I had this pretty scary massage last year. I was in Greece at a nice hotel. And this very large, burly woman gave me a massage. And she, like, just sat on my back, and there was a massive, like, crack noise. <laughs> and it was like, it's one of these massage rooms where it's very quiet, and they play, like, hypnotic Indonesian music. <laughs> but it's lovely to listen to and very relaxing. Uh. Um, but the, having your back go crack is not relaxing. No. She, like, put her mouth to my ear and went, did it hurt when I crack your back? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> like it was just such a ridiculous situation. I booked my flight to Greece. Well, and I did get a massage once in Tokyo. I talked about it on Trash Taste once, where it was like a hot tea massage or something. What? And they put a flannel and a towel on you, and then they pour uh, hot tea through the towel, which is it's... a very bizarre sensation. Um, and like. I, at one point they put a towel on my face and like poured the tea through and I was like this is just waterboarding yeah and I was like, this is insane <laughs> like, where was this was that it a was hotel, a hotel yeah. like, in Tokyo and, uh, and I was just like this, this liquid like running down this is just this is just waterboarding this is torture I've seen this in awful films well um, you like, know acupuncture one time bad experience yeah. so it was very bizarre <laughs> so be careful where you go we've got one last question here alright from Josh in Illinois Okay. What goes on in... It's, it's from a place called Normal in Illinois. Mm, anything but. It's like <laughs> anywhere USA. Well, hello, poisonous peanut pea and sea sausage, Chris. This is Josh in Normal. What, what ridiculous play. What do you think of creating VTube avatars to record your podcast in so you can upload it to YouTube? I'd like to suggest Big Boy Chris and Wrestle Me Pete or mm. Onsen Chris and Yakuza Pete. Mm. Very good. That's actually not a bad idea. Pete and I have been talking about ways of taking the podcast to a more video format we do record it right Mm -hmm. but it's just disappointing because just like (laughs) pete in his room me in a corner in a cupboard going and i've never and i i as i was saying to you earlier Pete, the reason i don't like filming podcasts is i can't relax as much because you feel more conscious of the camera Mm -hmm. and i feel like i'm more open knowing that you can't see my face when i talk because if i say something awful I've, I can be like, if people call me out on it, I can be, that wasn't me. It was uh, AI. It did, did my voice. <laughs> you didn't see me. That was, AI did it. This is a, I've been, I've been <laughs> recently talking to a lot of extremely talented VTubers and I've been asking questions about that. And it's, uh, in a lot of ways, it's, it's another element, another layer of a lot of work that does go into making sure that that yeah. looks and sounds right. Yeah. I, I don't think it's as simple as point your camera and then just having a good, VTube avatar mm. appear on the screen. There is a lot more to it. We could do it though. Yeah. Have you ever thought about doing it? When we're going to get Premiere Two on VTube, the PTuber. The- and <laughs> I thought about it, and um, you know what? I um, I and the way the most fascinating thing that they told me just last night when I was talking to some of them, they said that because you can't see the face and the reactions and the hands. They have to use a lot of sounds that they'll use all the time to indicate ah. those visual cues. That makes sense. It does make sense. But I, I, I said like, well, that's that's kind of wild. And I guess the most common one is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which is kind of like uh, not, nodding your head or, or agreeing with something. Right. And I think the big trick would be how long would it take to acclimate yourself to adding that layer? Or you do like a funny, simple one where it's just like a mouth moving and it's just like they have a visual piece to it. Right. right. That one you could do pretty haphazardly. 
But if you were to take it super seriously, I wonder how much you'd have to change to. Yeah. I don't know. It's very different streaming and then podcasting, but VTubing's fascinating to me. The fascinating world of VTube. Yeah. It's kind of cool, though. It's kind of cool. Um, I mean, I went on um, Iron Mouse's show mm-hmm. last year, as you did, right? And it was really cool. Yeah. Nice. Worked fun. It's good stuff. She was the one telling me last night about these things. Ooh. And uh, I told her that I was going to be recording with you today. And wow. I asked her, how could she possibly be in two places at once? Because that's <laughs> the big joke about you guys, is that somehow you're both. I don't know who started that. I don't never, either. Never got that. So, it's cool, though. I love the yeah. artwork. Like One good thing to come out of me being Iron Mouse or vice versa is that there's some really great artwork. There's one of me with my face open and her inside my head controlling me. Like <laughs> that guy in Men in Black. Yeah. Galaxies on Orion's belt. That's, that's the one. Scene. I feels like that. Sugar. <laughs> water sugar water <laughs> oh my god that's very nostalgic yeah it's, it's we look very similar well before you creep me out and turn to an alien it's time to say goodbye that was a that was a cracking 30 minutes <laughs> exactly to the minute fantastic well and you'll be back later in the week pete i will and we'll see him all over again it's gonna be a lot of fun unless the uh, ceiling is literally falling down gotta He's, fix that <laughs> pete's studio really great but then you look up and all the soundproofing fabric is like falling off. I paid for that. <laughs> and uh, so, if I don't come in the next, if I don't appear in the next podcast, <laughs> oh, excuse me, <laughs> if I don't make it. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> it's because the ceiling's fallen down, for sure. And I've died. But until then, guys, have a great few days. We'll see you right back here, still over again, on the Abroad Japan podcast. Bye for now. Cheerio, mates, and we're off to the races. in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.